0: Hi, this is Jesslyn Etchell, and I'm chatting with some of my favorite women in a series called Wildish Wise Women, Conversations with Everyday Goddesses. It's my passion to connect women and remind us that supporting one another is our greatest strength. These discussions are an extension of the in-person women's circles I lead in the Bay Area, and will explore a variety of topics. Thanks for joining us. Well, I'm super excited to be talking to Amelia Nagy today. She's going to talk to us about how to create peaceful, passionate partnerships, which I love to say. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Amelia. Uh, Amelia was born in communist Bulgaria, and she grew up in a literal and figurative war, which came across in the way that she was raised and how in her subsequent relationships with boyfriends. So through lots of self-study and self-work, she was able to call in the love of her life and also her firstborn child and now she's (laughs) and now she's so passionate about helping other people find peace in their relationship because she believes that every step towards a more peaceful family is a foundation towards a more peaceful world
1: Exactly.
0: Hooray. That's right. I'm so excited. Well, before we launch into the topic, let's just take a few moments to center ourselves and connect. We'll just take a couple deep breaths in through the nose and out the mouth. Just settle in to this connection to one another. And if you're listening, just join us. <sighs> and may each woman who needs the wisdom of this call find her way here may we speak from the heart and create a wave of peace that radiates out on a global level and may each woman remember her sacred nature and feel the value of her presence in this world amelia thank you
1: Yay, for talking to so us it today. is
0: So it is. So Amelia, what's your favorite thing about being a woman?
1: You know, I love our current time. I just feel so blessed that we're living in this current time because I think we as women have everything that we fought for. We have everything that we fought for. We have choice. We have abundance. We have the ability to help each other. And I know I'm speaking from, you know, I live in San Diego in the United States of America in California. So, obviously, I'm speaking from a privileged point of view. But I'm also saying that we have the capacity to help other women as well. We, through the Internet, we can reach them. We can talk to them. And even people who don't have the Internet are getting more access to aid now than ever before so it's a really inspiring time and a really wonderful time to be a woman.
0: Oh, yay, I love that. That's yes. so wonderful. So, tell us what is peaceful partnership to you?
1: Well, peaceful partnership is something that I learned from Allison Armstrong, who is my teacher has been my teacher for 10 years on understanding men. And basically, it is the opposite of what you will call adversarial partnership, which is how we have generally been relating to men in our life and how we, in our society, and our culture. And it's how we have probably seen, if you're my age, I'm 37, um, you know, we've probably seen women relate this way around us, our mothers relate this way. Which which you know she calls adversarial. So basically, peaceful is the opposite of that. Peaceful is working together, understanding and honoring differences, understanding and honoring each other's strengths and quirks, and working with that from the perspective of the masculine and the feminine. Because they are ancient, ancient different energies, but you need both, and both are equally powerful and sacred. There's not, you know, there's now this rising where, you know, women are coming and saying, well, the feminine is more powerful than feminine is soft, off, so it's more powerful. I don't know. You know, I don't I don't know that the feminine is more powerful. I, I, I think we're equally powerful, and I don't think we need to compare. That's the the other part about having peaceful partnership is. As you work together, no one's really afraid of being oppressed by the other one or compared to the other one. Everybody is being considered for their strengths and their aptitudes, considering the gender that they are.
0: Yeah, it sounds great. Now, you said masculine and feminine, but that could perhaps, I mean, it it could go into other same-sex relationships as well, too. You'd still find that play out, even if it wasn't a man and a woman
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. So when I say masculine and feminine, I'm specifically referring to the polarity of that energy. Okay. When it's expressed in a female, when it's expressed in a male, of course, we're all, everybody has both. Mm-hmm. But depending on our biochemistry and, 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 and on our spiritual blueprint, I believe we will, ch- we will be more fulfilled to live in one polarity more of the time than the other. And that's, that, that can be regardless of whether you're a man or a woman.
0: Okay, excellent. And then because you talked about perhaps our parents or our mothers identifying with this adversarial um, partnership, what kind of stuff would that look like? You said like assumptions about how, uh, how a man is or how they interact with men.
1: You know, it's such a great question, and I think it's, and and I, I want to just say this with all love and all honor, like, bless the feminist movement and everything that we have as a result of that movement and what what those people fought for. And, you know, it's like nothing, just like we have masculine and feminine and everyone and everything, if you look at it from an energetic standpoint, There's not really a good and a bad, like, to the feminist movement, meaning it has both, you know, so there was a lot of positive attributes that came out of it, and some of the negatives were this sense of really taking on the patriarchy as an adversary, taking on um, the masculine forms of power as an adversary, and, um, you know, just the sense of, like, well, anything you can do, I can do better, Mm -hmm. and... it's um what was your question again specifically tell me again remind well, me I, I
0: you're yeah you're getting to it it was just how how might the the image of what men are like in the adversarial um, right, version, right, right, right. how does that play out
1: I see it I, honestly I see it every day I think it's getting better but 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 in some ways and in some ways it's also getting worse I mean I see you know I see posts on Facebook um that say Um, I, you know, I had to take care of three kids today, you know, my two toddlers and my husband. Ah, yeah. And it's like those, like a lot of us, even in our generation and our culture will go, ha ha, that's cute. That's funny. But think about a man saying that in the opposite way, or think about somebody saying that about a, think about a white person saying that about a black person. I mean, those things would be very divisive and very adversarial. So it's like we, you know, like Alison Armstrong says, we have like a cultural blind spot around some of these areas. And so it's it's really getting aware of the fact that if we want to create partnership and if we want to create a peaceful partnership with men, we have to really honor them. Like, yeah, okay, they do. They may leave their socks lying around or like, for example, my husband, bless his heart. He won't pick up, like, the baby's clothes are all over the floor. He won't pick up the clothes. He'll walk right across the clothes, and he'll he'll go to, into her room. Why? Because he's single-focused. He's primarily focused on getting her inside her room, getting her diapers changed, getting her in bed. He doesn't see those other billion things that are in his way. And, I mean, this is part of the way that we're... Our, Our brains are made up and we can go, you know, deeply into the biochemistry and physiology of it. But basically, you know, Alison Armstrong has studied men over 20 years and now research is proving a lot of the things on a scientific basis. Men are single focused, women are not. Women are more diverse awareness because the presence of estrogen in the brain creates interconnections in the brain that don't exist in brains that don't have that are not soaked in estrogen. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. So so how does that play out in the real life dynamics? So, yeah, he'll he'll skip over the dirty socks and the clothes on the floor. No, he won't pick them up. Is he is he doing it to irritate you? No. Is he doing it because he's a slob? No. Is he doing it because he's a man? Yes, but not in the way that people usually refer to it. He's doing it because he's focused on the outcome of a single other task. So rather than put him down for that or make him wrong or bad for the fact that, you know, these things in the environment don't create an impact for him as much as they would for a female brain, um, you know, we can just say like, hey good on you, you're going to change the baby's diapers, thanks for helping me out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, what a great perspective, I, I love what that. That's focused on, that's what he's focused on, and, and above and beyond, he's focused on what's going to make the biggest contribution, yeah. and in that moment, he's likely perceiving the screaming baby or the poopy diaper being changed as the biggest contribution, rather than, you know, clothes being picked up off the floor,
0: yeah. Well, so what I'm getting from this peaceful partnership, which it totally makes sense, it's just about teamwork and about recognizing each other for your, your, what you're good at. I mean, much like any, any team, right? If we're talking sports, which it's funny, I'm not even a real big sports fan, but if you're in a, on a team, there's going to be one person who does one thing better than another and you come together and you're you know, stronger as a whole because of everybody's individual skills.
1: Exactly. You know, and you might have the tall guy that's better at taking the shots, and you might have the short one that's quicker and faster at skirting through the players, but you don't put one down for being short and the other one for being tall. Right. Just embrace embrace it as it is. And there's a lot of those kinds of distinctions between men and women that have to do You know, others would argue with me. They'd say they have to do with the way we're socialized or the way our culture is. Yes, and they also more and more now, as science gets more advanced, we're finding that a lot of those kinds of things have to do with not only the biochemical hormones that are in our blood, but also the way the ways that our brains develop and are structured as adults.
0: Wow. Yeah, I remember getting kind of my world rocked a little bit when I was, I think I was in undergraduate school and I, I was part of a training and uh, someone came in that was a, um, a, a transsexual that was going from a female to male and, and was transitioning and he was saying that as he started taking testosterone um, and as he started to make his transition that he stopped caring as much about Sitting and talking and about his feelings, and I was my mind was just—I couldn't wrap my brain around that because I had always thought that was a socialized thing. Right. And he was like, "No, when I got this testosterone in my body, I literally stopped feeling the same way in my brain and about how I interacted with people. Everything shifted for me. I just thought that was so—that was impactful for me. So it was the first time I'd really heard anything like that." <laughs>
1: Exactly, precisely, and then you can imagine how it is if, you know, it's been, you know, your brain has from childhood had testosterone, and the testosterone present has impacted the brain development, or vice versa, the estrogen present throughout your lifetime has impacted the brain's development, um, in terms of, I do know, estrogen creates in, um. I don't want to say it creates directly because it doesn't, but I do know that it contributes to an environment where there's more neural neuron connections than in an testo- environment high in testosterone.
0: And what does that mean in terms of more connections happening? What's the ramifications of that? Well, about? it just basically
1: means, like, Allison teaches that, like, you know, you can say to a man, what are you doing? And he literally be like, nothing. Because you might be sitting at the couch drinking a beer, and he's he's focused on that beer. He's really not thinking about anything else. He's really, really, literally not. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you, you try and you know have a, a feminine brain, a female in that in situation, and then you you know you ask her and. She'll be thinking about her mother coming to visit next weekend, the dry cleaning that has to get picked up. She'll be noticing the garbage that needs to ta- get taken out. She, you know, her brain will just be registering a lot more of the stimuli that are in her environment.
0: I see. So, again, back to that single focused versus the
1: diffuse awareness, yeah. right? So
0: we're getting to some of the barriers right now, just that people maybe don't even understand this dynamic and understand the different things that are going on um, with individuals. But what are some of the other barriers of this peaceful partnership? Why, Why are so many people maybe not achieving it?
1: I think uh, personally there's there's so many layers to it you know you could look at just you could look at just the cultural layer you could look at the interpersonal layer and then you could look at the personal layer so I mean you know to give an example for example I think on a personal level as women w- we have a hard time sometimes really understanding that about ourselves and really honoring that we may need certain things that our male partner, A, doesn't need, and B, won't know we need Mm -hmm. just by virtue that we're different. Um, You know, like, for example, you know, Allison calls it emptying the basket. It's like one of the ways that men love to listen is they love to listen from the perspective of how can I solve her problem? How can I contribute to her? How can <laughs> I fix that? How can I how can I do something that is gonna make a difference in her life?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And often as women, we don't we don't need a solution. Especially now, being the daughters of mothers who were very heavily influenced by the feminist movement, we're very much into independence. So sometimes we may look at that as even demeaning that a man is like offering a solution, you know? But it's like realizing that that's, that's his act of love. Like Alison Armstrong says, our love is professive and his is active. Mm-hmm like we profess our love we talk and we want to be heard and we want to be understood and you know if we would just tell him will you hold the garbage can out for me so I can empty it or oh I just need to empty my basket will you please listen you know that 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 just creates a much better I think in the end result than where men and women naturally can relate in that area because men will you know men will want to solve the problem women will just more, you know, more times than that, why don't just talk?
0: Yes, yeah. It's, that's, our, it's our way of connecting. That's a big one. And I love the way you have included that language that you can maybe adapt accordingly in your relationship. I just need to talk. I don't need a solution because I've definitely run into that. I'm, I'm laughing because I remember a specific point in my relationship before I got married and I was just, I was worried about something. And I just said, oh, I hope this goes over well. It was an event I was putting on. And I get home, and he's done this elaborate, like, he made flyers, and he did this huge thing, and he printed all these out. And I was like, oh, I, I know, it was so sweet, but I'm like, I just I just wanted you to tell me I love you. It's going to be okay. Like, I didn't need you to do anything. <laughs> right. But, I, I mean, I, I just, it was it was beyond me that he would just launch into that fixing mode. It just didn't compute in my brain. I'm like, I was just feeling insecure and I'm sure it'll be fine. I just needed you to tell me it will be.
1: <laughs> right. And we assume like and, uh, Alison Armstrong says, you know, we each relate from our point of view. Like we assume they're like us. Yeah. And they assume we're like them. She kind of says it in a humorous way. She says that, you know, we think men are a hairy uncouth woman, you know, <laughs> and, yeah. you know, they think of us as like an emotionally indulgent man, you know, <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's kind of exaggerating, it, but yeah, that's the other piece you know, you, you're relating this back to, we're relating this back to peaceful partnership. so yeah, just remembering that, no, actually, we're not just versions of each other, we're really not, we really have very specific and unique characteristics that are complementary. They're actually complementary if we, if, if we are aware of them and use them.
0: Oh, that piece is so good because I, especially, I mean, it, it totally, it, it speaks to it when you say the opposite is, is adversarial because then you're, you're pitted against each other in that model. But in this one, it, it's complementary. You, you work together and, and it's, uh, it's great, actually, if you embrace it and you know uh, what you're getting into together.
1: It's really great. It's really, really great. I mean, I'll give an example. My husband and I just built a little cabin and to, to rent out on Airbnb. And like the, that whole entire process was exactly that. It was like he wanted this, I wanted that. And I think if personally for me, I'll just speak from my point of view. If I was going according to the old model, as Allison uses this word a lot too, it's like I would have just thought he was misbehaving. You know, I would have just been like, well, he must know this is ridiculous that he's saying this. Or, like, he must know this is ridiculous that he's doing this. But, you know, like, I was focused on making the whole thing pretty and all the colors matching and the floors going with the furniture. And he was like, well, is it going to be waterproof? Is it going to be insulated? Is it going to be warm? (laughs) It was a great compliment because then, you know, with not it didn't go perfectly smoothly you know we had a few headbutts but overall we created this awesome thing yeah like it was great that you know i had this focus focus i mean i shouldn't say focus because it wasn't really a focus it was just this sense of like about everything like was it gonna be comfortable how was it gonna look how was it gonna match and he had this very practical piece of like is it going to be waterproof, you know? Because you know, at one point I was like, no, let's just hang canvas on the roof. It's going to look pretty. It's not going to matter. <laughs> so, you know, it's like an example. is like, yeah, in, in that kind of process, you might grind each other a little bit raw on those, you know, because you're kind of like a, a, a different uh, set of gears, like fitting together, you know? Mm-hmm. But in the end, like that, that, those gears work together and they make the whole thing run and that's exactly what happened with the cabin. It's a beautiful cabin that's waterproof. And that, you know, the floor is solid and the walls are insulated. I mean, if I had it all my way, it would have none of those things. And it probably would have fallen apart with the first rain. And yeah. then if he had it all his way, it probably, you know, it probably wouldn't, you know, nobody would want to come again because it would have been like super practical, but not at all pleasing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's a great, great example of a piece teamwork.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, I I won't say it was peaceful
0: all the time, but
1: most of the time. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I think that's an important piece um, that I've certainly found in my relationship is that it's all about progress, not perfection, that you're always going to come up against new challenges, so to speak, or even old ones that are resurfacing and, and just have to navigate that together.
1: Right, and I think a lot of it really comes down to to the attitude of mm-hmm. have you have you been exposed to the idea you know and I think really why Alison Armstrong work is just so 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 paramount to us at this day and age because we as women have everything I mean we have the vote we have jobs we have money we have a say we're independent we no longer have to be married like there's no you know We can own property. I mean, there's we have every right that a man has. And I mean, I know people will argue and they'll say, no, because we don't make as much money and this and this and that and that. But for all intents and purposes, I'm just speaking about the fact that we really do. We have rights. We have choices. We have power. So it's like if we're not familiar with this slight, um, I, I want to say perspective shift. You know, Alison Armstrong says that it's in our blind spot as women because we fought so hard and we think we've won this great independence, but really we're like our, our independence is, is not what makes us attractive. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, they say, you know, women say, why? Well, I think I'm intimidating. Why am I intimidating? You know, well, it's it's, You're not intimidating It's just your attitude about your independence and not needing a partner to to have a team. That's 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 the issue. It's really like, yeah, you can be independent. That's great. And if you leave no space or no room in your life for anybody to bring anything to you, then no, you know, no one's going to want to partner with you, especially like when you have a masculine brain and you're thinking from the perspective of making a contribution and making a difference. Does that make sense? Oh, perfect sense. I'm, I kind of like, turn it all around to, 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 to partnering, but um, yeah.
0: No, I, I lived it. I, I totally know. And I'm, I'm smiling again to myself and thinking if my husband were listening, he'd be pointing at me right now because I very much had that like, I don't need no stinking man. I can do everything myself. I don't need you to hold the door or grab my bag or do any of that stuff for me because I got this. Um, yeah, and, and I'm, we do. We I'm all just, got it. Yeah, and, and that's not a bad thing. And I can I can still be. And actually, you helped with that shift quite a bit, actually. And my and luckily, Blake was just so persistent. He's like, I knew that I could just stick around and I'd wear you down, and it was worth it for <laughs> me. <laughs> he always says that he's like, I just knew right away it was worth it, and he's like, I didn't know how long it was gonna take, but he's <laughs> like, I was. <laughs> I was willing to, to stick around for it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I got very, very lucky. But he, he actually said he goes, I love that you, you wanted to have me around but you didn't need me. So so some of that independence was attractive, but it's it it only goes so far. <laughs> um, you know, well, because the, yeah. the, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just I mean, just there has to be a little bit of softness and I think that's what I was lacking right. in, in the beginning.
1: Yeah. And the independence is wonderful. You know, nobody wants to be with somebody that's a victim of a mentality or somebody that doesn't see themselves as competent to live their life, their life and make their own choices. But on the other hand, we, we we really shoot ourselves in the foot. I think women, you know, I'm going to say, I think it's really only our generation. I'm noticing that. The twenty somethings now. What do they call it? Millennials? Yeah. They I just they have a whole other perspective. I don't think they had that huge weight like sort of like the afterwave of, of feminism. Mm-hmm. So I really see in the in the relationships that I see and I see them a lot because I, I, I run various groups and I have um, the 20 somethings, they I just don't think they struggle with this paradigm and this dynamic or even it's it's almost like it's not even relevant to their generation because they're already coming from such a perspective of partnership but I think we in our generation have been so poisoned like you know like we're still sort of like sore from the patriarchy and the feminist movement and all the all the ways that women had to fight you know and and we're um what's the word? Oppressed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's, it's huge because we can be independent, but we have to learn if we want to have a a peaceful partnership, we have to learn to be interdependent. Mm -hmm. Now, that's very different from codependent, you know, which is like, you're not, taking care of yourself and then asking for the other person to make a contribution you are depending on the other person for your own sense of self-strength and self-worth like that's that's codependence and I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of but you absolutely need the interdependence there's no way to have a partnership and absolutely no way to have a peaceful partnership without it.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. I, I'm glad for both of what you said that perhaps the millennials aren't facing that and, and just that, that shift right there and the, the wording. And I think, yeah, we hear a lot about codependency in the world and, and how it should be avoided at all costs and, and how painful it can be for people to find themselves in that kind of a situation. But um, interdependence is something that I, um, yeah, I probably needed to tap into and, and learned a little myself. So that's great. So, okay, my next question is, aside from this paradigm shift, which is probably really huge for some people, what can people do to start creating peaceful partnerships right now? If this is just blowing their mind and totally new, what are some steps that can be taken to to bring that peaceful partnership in?
1: Uh, Instant peaceful partnership. Yeah, you know, just like a baby step, whatever. Well, I think really, the main thing is just to have the awareness that there is a blind spot around the male and female brain, the biochemistry, and that it's it's a real thing. like I, I I have friends. I have friends in my life right now who know me and who know my work and will say, um, it's not really my friend. It's more like a a, a friend's husband. But they'll say, um, no, no, I don't believe in it. It's not true. It's not, you know, it's like we've evolved beyond that. Men and women are equal. Everybody's the same. Everyone can think for themselves. Everyone can take care of themselves. Women are independent. Men are independent. And, and that's all true. And um, that doesn't just take into account the reality of the biochemistry. Like, it's there. It's like saying an elephant is the, is the same as a giraffe. It's like, yeah, they're both big animals, but they're not the same. Like, mm-hmm. they have different biochemistry. And, and I, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe that wasn't really the best analogy, but um, women or men are really different. They have different brains. They have different ways of reacting. They have different strengths in terms of physically emotionally spiritually psychologically i mean there really is a huge difference between who men are as a group and who women are as a group and it's a beautiful wonderful thing it's not something that it's like oh you're different from me and so you know you're less than or you're more than no it's they're just complementary, like they really can work together. But I think it's a matter of really investing some time in getting ourselves familiar with what that really means. So I mean, that's more obviously than you and I are going to go into the interview. But I think if, if we're going to have a quick, a quick tip, it's just going to be like, just understand, be aware and be open that things really are different. And honor that honor those differences they are there they are real they're not they're not meant to create adversity ad, what is the word ad, adversity adversity between yeah. us you know i don't think they're there to create adversity they actually work beautifully together Yeah, I think that's great. I think just having that awareness could go a long way. And I mean, from there, I could do tips and tricks like listen to a man this way, talk to a woman this way, say this, do that. Yeah. But I mean, all that stems from a genuine awareness of the complementary differences, and that they're real, and that they're they're really there. Yeah,
0: I think that's that's a great tip. I'm curious, Amelia, why is this work so important to you to bring it into the world?
1: jocelyn that's such an awesome question you know i i can't well i grew up in like i would like i don't want to say i grew up in feminism but i grew up in the backlash of feminism so my mom had a career and she she was you know she was a working mom her career was important to her um i don't want to say like i came before the career or i came after the career but In the generation that I grew up in, I think it was considered, how do I want to, I want to say there was an element of pride and like just a sense of strength around having a career if you were a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, it was such a big win then to have a career, you know, I think... Women were just coming out of the 50s where a lot of women stayed home. You know, we had the huge change. I know if you look at history, there there was a huge shift around World War II with women going to the factories and, and gaining, gaining independence. But it's like I came out of that. So So for me personally, that didn't work in my home. Like I i didn't feel emotionally supported in the way that I needed to be, and I wanted to I wanted to do things differently in my life, but I didn't know how so that's just from the perspective of having a mother in the home present to the needs of the household mm-hmm. you know and i'm not, and I don't mean the physical needs of the household in terms of like income and doing the dishes I mean the emotional and spiritual needs of the household. Which tend to be, I mean, you know, I'll probably say another stereotype here, but they tend to be things that the feminine notices and caretakes more so than the masculine, just because of the things we've already discussed, that the the, um, the um, diffused, diffused awareness and just being aware of those right, depths right. of detail. Um, so that that whole piece got missed somehow in my upbringing and. I definitely did not see a peaceful partnership between my parents. Um, I was an only child and I would definitely classify, you know, I don't know if I had a sibling, what my sibling would say, but I would definitely classify that relationship as primarily adversarial. Um, And then, you know, that really influenced me because when I, you know, when I was dating, it was like, that every single man I dated, I would create that dynamic with. And what's more is, I have such a strong personality that then I would inevitably become the masculine polarity, and I would never be fulfilled as a woman because even though I'm a very strong woman, I'm still a very feminine woman. I still need, I still yearn to be the feminine polarity and 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 express myself as the feminine, but the relationships I was choosing and the way I was coming to them, the way I was showing up to them, I was always a masculine role. Mm-hmm. And um, so this this work came into my life and it really shifted a lot. First, it shifted my understanding of what being strong really was. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I can be very strong and I can still be feminine. I don't mm-hmm. have to be masculine to be strong you know so it really shifted my understanding and then it shifted the way that I related with men and it really set me up to it really set me up for success because I knew how to set men up for success in my life I had done a little bit more personal work and I knew what I needed so I was able to communicate that to my partner and communicate it in a way that Made sense to a man. It was a whole other way of relating. It's called the Needs Conversation. Alison Armstrong teaches it. So that helped a lot. So those there were a lot of reasons, but mainly it was like my own sense of l- l- loss and inability to find su- not only success in a relationship, but also fulfillment.
0: I love so the way that- you said that you, you set yourself up for success and your partner up for success as well and knowing how to interact with them in a way that made sense to them
1: yeah thank god (laughs) oh my god thank god i saw a lot of playing the victim in in the in the woman line of my of my ancestry a lot of victimhood 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 and it's like you know there was a sense of like oh well someone someone's gonna come along and meet my needs but i don't have to really um I don't really have to do anything. Like I don't have to work for that. I don't have to partner to make that happen. You know, there was just a sort of sense of like powerlessness. And I just, I didn't know what it was. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even been able to give you the words had you asked me at that time. But I was so against that. Like that just totally went so against my soul, you know? And, and, and it's like, great because now Now it doesn't even fit anymore. You know, like maybe my grandmother was in an era where, yeah, I mean, men were more toted than women. Because at that time, we still had a primary, especially in Bulgaria, you know, there was still a primary agricultural society. And, yeah, they were, men were stronger. Yeah, it was better to have sons than than all sons and all daughters. Because you had, you know, most, a lot of people had farms. And that whole agricultural revolution really changed what, you know, what was perceived as important in terms of, like, strength for men and women.
0: We're so lucky to have you helping other women to find their path.
1: Thank you. And I think so many women are. I mean, I just see so many women really embracing leadership and, you know, stepping up and creating a huge difference in their community, whether it be in their immediate community, in their neighborhoods, or on the online community, uh, but basically, um, I have not read this book, but I heard there's a book called The Millionth Circle. Have you heard of that?
0: No. Um,
1: but it was basically, it's all about the idea that women have to gather and women have to take leadership in order for, for a shift to, to be to be real. And that's a little bit, you know, that's kind of also what this this movement is about because we are the ones, I mean, Alison Armstrong in her 20 now is probably 25 years of research with men. If there's one thing I want women to take away, one thing that this whole thing is that men respond to women like the masculine in its essence honors the feminine. Mm -hmm. There's no, there's no healthy man out there that would ever violate a woman. Now of course we have bastards and of course we have all kinds of ugliness on both on both female and male but I'm saying the masculine as a healthy man or let's just say a masculine a person who embodies the masculine wants to honor women, old people and children. That's just what the masculine does. The masculine wants to provide and protect. That's the essence of the masculine energy masculine men wait to be invited they wait for permission they wait for a sign from us to know what it is we need, what it is we want how we want to be provided for, how we want to be protected, what's okay what's not okay, this is really prevalent when if you're a mom and you're raising sons, I know um, Alison Armstrong talks a lot about that too because she raised a son, she has two daughters as well If you have a woman who really isn't, so, 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 so to me, it's like, if men are responding to women, then that means we are the ones who hold the key to peace in our family. We're the ones who hold the key to fulfillment in our family. We're the ones who hold the key to fulfillment in ourselves. We are the ones. We're the ones we have been waiting for. Mm -hmm. We are the ones we have been waiting for.
0: I love it. That's so So wonderful.
1: We just need to educate ourselves in exquisite self-nurturing, which means understanding ourselves from the point of view of who are we as a feminine being and what do we need to be our best selves. We need to empower ourselves to take ecstatic action in our life. You know, I have a saying I post on Facebook, pleasure, not pressure. Mm. The feminine is made for pleasure. The feminine does not respond well to pressure. And then entrust that revolution to be passed on to all women because when we live that way, when we embrace ourselves as who we've been waiting for, when we embrace our feminine self and exquisite self-nurturing, and when we embrace the fact that ecstatic action is what actually creates and nurtures others in our own life, this will change the world. This will create peaceful families. This will create a whole new generation of women who are nurturing themselves and nurturing their families and then we will have peace and we'll have peace in our families and we'll have peace in ourselves and we'll have peace on earth
0: all right that sounds amazing (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well i love that i think that's a perfect place for us to wrap up that's such a good a good note to end on i just have a couple of questions that are sort of unrelated just kind of fun stuff What's
1: one book that changed your life? Um, Alison Armstrong has a book called Making Sense of Men. If you're starting out on this journey, definitely highly recommend this book. I actually have it right in front of me. Okay. And if you if you ever wondered what a man means when he says, can I take you for a cup of coffee? Or if you ever wanted to know what Really creates not just attraction, but also affection. So basically the basis of being and staying in love. Mm -hmm. I would say this book changed my life. This book, it's very basic. You could read it in like an hour. I think it's like, I don't know, 50, 60 pages. There's a lot of diagrams. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can get it on her website, understandmen.com. And yeah, that book absolutely changed my life.
0: Excellent. And who inspires you, Amelia?
1: Well, it w- I feel like, would it be really bad if I said Alison Armstrong?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say that. Obviously, her work has really impacted you, and I think it's great that you know it so well and that you're able to share it with others.
1: Thanks. Yeah, well, she definitely inspires me. Um, I, I, there's a lot of women that inspire me. Maya De Angelou inspires me. Angelina Jolie inspires me. Um, Bernie Sanders inspires me. You inspire me, Jocelyn. Oh, I love shit. the work that you're doing. I love that you're doing these podcasts and that you're starting this, and it's just awesome.
0: Thank you. And then do you have a favorite quote?
1: I do. <laughs> is it, it Alison Armstrong? <laughs> she has so many, but um, my, let me see if I can. Okay, the, the person who wrote it is Marcel Proust. Mm -hmm. and the actual quote says the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes but in having new eyes
0: Oh, that's beautiful well thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom you know so much and if people want to reach out to you and work more in depth with you they'll know where to find you I'll have all your information linked and I'm just so grateful that you have taken such a deep dive into this work and are now sharing it with others. So thank you.
1: Great. Thank you, Jocelyn. Yeah, if you sign up for my newsletter, I do have a special gift, which is a video on the top three mistakes that keep women stuck and single.
0: Ah, perfect. Okay, free gifts are awesome. So thank you so much. (laughs) I'm so grateful for you. Love you. Love you. Thank you.